Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. So welcome, Dr. Zahida Johal, founder of Zethetics and Zed Smile Teeth Whitening Products. Thank you. Thank you, Amy, for having me on your show. It's my pleasure. It's very exciting. And before we go into all of your story and what, what you're up to, teeth whitening, what's that about? Um, well, part of my job. I've been doing dentistry for the last 30 years and teeth whitening is part of what we do. Watching people's teeth. That's brilliant. And you have to be a qualified dentist to sell products for teeth whitening. Is that right? Uh, that is correct. Um, although that's not necessarily the case out there these days. Um, and that was the reason why I decided to develop my own products because I just got frustrated by seeing so much, um, so many products out there online that people could buy that don't really do what they claim, uh, which I found very frustrating. You surprised me. You surprised me that there are things out there that don't do what they say they do. Oh, there's lots of things <laughs> on the market that you can buy that don't do it at all. There are ones out there online that you can buy that actually have highly influential people claiming they do whiten their teeth. Um, and I know full well that they don't actually. So there's a lot of false information and that's how I feel about it. That's brilliant. So you're out there to sort of change that space. And I think that's great that you're doing that work. And, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure I will um, come your way at some point to get my teeth whitened. That's not, what, that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about what is your why and how it all started and where, where your journey's been and what you've experienced. And so tell us a bit about what you do right now, Zahida. I'm still working in dentistry, so I work for somebody else as a dentist, which I do one day a week now. Um, but I have my own business um, called Z Aesthetics. I've had the business for about 12 years now, um, but never really. It's always been word of mouth. But I decided a couple of years ago I wanted to grow my own business um, and also said why I went into the teeth whitening products as well. Mm. So what happened two years ago that sort of changed your and your focus from having it as a side hustle to it becoming your main business? So what happened to lead me to be the person I am today, actually, and into the entrepreneurial side two years ago was that I actually got sacked or dismissed from my dental practice job, which... Um, doesn't happen very often in the dental world, but I was told I had lost focus in my job. You know, after 27 years of doing it. So what did that mean? I spent two years prior to that supporting my 16-year-old son who had gone through a mental breakdown. Um, 
after being sexually abused by a teacher at his school and then emotionally abused by staff members for the remaining two years that he was doing his um, A-levels. So after this, when we'd come through this whole process with my son, I got told I had lost focus at work and was therefore being dismissed, <laughs> which I found quite shocking considering the fact that when my son was in a suicidal state, I still went into work. I still put a smile on my face as though there was nothing going on in my personal life. And I carried on seeing my patients, treating them well. And yet I was told I had lost focus. Quite shocking, to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah, so that was quite distressing for me. And as a result, I also I ended up having a mental breakdown of my own. And this this was the turning point on a personal and a business level for me. So it sounds like you had some pretty dark times. Yeah, yeah, I it, I did. Um, having always worked for other people for the last sort of 26, 27 years at that point, I decided once, when that happened to me that I wanted to be the master of my own destiny from then on, not rely on other people, not have to work for other people. Um, but I realised I needed to do something for myself. And it was strange because something came up on my Facebook feed about an entrepreneurial business success summit for women. Um, it was like a free weekend, um, which was organized by uh, business entrepreneur Edward J.C. Smith, who runs the Champion Academy. Anyway, that was my calling, as I would say. I decided actually, right, okay, fine, I'm going to sign up for it and I'm going to do something for myself. Um, and it was being at that event that inspired me to take action. Um, because the biggest thing I took away from that was that to be successful, you have to actually believe in yourself and have the confidence to know that you can do whatever you want to do. And that was something that I realized I lacked. And what did success mean to you at that point in time? Was it about money? Um, Partly, I suppose partly, because my husband does work quite long hours um, and it's, it was about helping him to reduce his hours um, and also for myself as well. You know, so that I've been a mum of four children and, you know, I've done my dental job throughout having children, apart from the times when I went on maternity leave. And although people would think I was successful in, because I, I'm a professional dentist, um, I don't know. I just felt something was missing. Hmm. But you didn't know what that was? No, no, I didn't realise until I started, I suppose, until I started thinking about what I actually wanted and what I valued as success for myself, um, not for anybody else, because I realised what everything I'd done was for other people. I mean, I ended up doing dentistry in the first place because coming from uh, 
an Asian family and an Asian background, I was, I would say, pushed into doing dentistry. Um, I was, you know, it wasn't even encouragement. It was, this is what you will be doing. You will be doing medicine. And in the end, I decided I wanted to do dentistry and not medicine. Um, so it may not have necessarily been something that, I, or the job I would have chosen for myself had I been given a choice. Um, not that I minded, I enjoyed my job and I valued it. And having been a mum and a working mother, I realised how valuable dentistry was actually as a working mother. You know, I could work it around having children. So it worked really well for me. But reflecting, I realised, you know, it wasn't exactly, it wasn't really what I enjoyed fully, full satisfaction. And what would you say your sort of true passions are? My true passions? Well, I've always enjoyed looking good. Um, I've always been, from quite a young age, I was, I was very much into fashion, which is probably the line that I would have taken had I been given a choice of what I wanted to do. Um, and I've always liked looking good. So for me, that's why I started the facial aesthetics um, business that, 12, 13 years ago, because I like looking good and I like making other people look good. And obviously dentistry is like that as well. You know, dentistry is about making people's teeth look good, but I didn't want to just make people's teeth look good. I wanted to make them look good on the outside as well, you know, like make the whole face look good. And now also with the styling side of things, you know, make them look good, giving, I treat a lot of um, people who are sort of similar age to me, which are, you know, mums who have had their children, lost focus and confidence in the appearance, um, wanting to just boost their own confidence by looking good again. And that really excites me to be able to do that and give women back their confidence. Not just women, men as well, of course, you know, men are more than, you know, men do lose confidence as they age as well, as do women. So, you know, it's not necessarily for just one sex, it's for both. It's a massive growing market that there's a, a fantastic guy who's um, created a whole makeup brand called War Paint for Men. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's it's incredible. And he's mm. he's really working with a lot of um, more elderly people who, who have lost their, their confidence in in how they look and they're finding it really liberating using this makeup. So I, I get yeah. I know you're you're more than makeup. You're, you're doing a lot more with your aesthetics work. But I do get yeah. that people do lack their confidence as they get older older and they they don't look how they feel they used to or would like to anymore so anybody who knows you Zahida you they will always see you as that confident professional who is beautifully turned out uh, they would wouldn't really believe that you had this sort of doubts or or sort of, not, sort of lack of confidence no you're right absolutely um and when I mention it to people they are shocked to hear that but I I have struggled throughout my life up until, you know, a few years ago. You know, I've always had that self-doubt um, and lack of confidence and in my own abilities. And that's what going to the business success summit, which with Ed J.C. Smith, it's all he does talk about your well-being as well and he's a big big advocate of your mental well-being 
you have to look after that first and foremost before you do anything else and everything else will follow. And I, I am now a great believer of that. I do believe that he, you know, what he says is what is right, that, you know, you have to have self-belief. You have to believe in your own abilities and that none of us are any different to each other. And the people who are successful are no different to the ones who aren't successful. It's just about believing in yourself. And once you have that self-belief, you can achieve anything. And that's exactly what I encourage my children as well now, you know. And that's why I told them that you just have to believe in your own abilities. You have to believe in yourself first and foremost, and then you can achieve anything in life. I also have to pay credit to you, Amy, for also having been in my life at the time when I needed somebody inspirational. Having known you from our daughters who were at primary school together, um, when I was, went through my difficult time, uh, you also encouraged me. Um, you were a great inspiration to me when I needed somebody like you in my life. Uh, and you encouraged me to join your network of property ladies to meet up monthly, to keep each other accountable. Uh, and I found that very useful, meeting you know, other women who are very like-minded, um, doing similar things and just encouraging each other, you know, and discussing your wins and, you know, and obviously your losses as well um, and challenges. But I think I've found that networking groups have been a great help. I mean, I've met lots of people through yourself in your networking group, Amy, and also through the Champion Academy that I'm part of with Ed J.C. Smith. Um, you know, I've met some, made some great friends, you know, people, you know, doing different business things as well, but we were all very like-minded and I think that's been fantastic for me. That's been great. And it's actually given me other opportunities as well. You know, I've been invited along to do other things, which has been fantastic. Things I would never, ever have done. Like, um, there's somebody called Ankita Saroha who, She's an Indian lady who is from India and was um, part, has been a beauty queen in India. And she's now um, decided to organize her and is a founder of a new beauty pageant out in India called Mrs. India International Queen. Um, unfortunately, I was supposed to be out in India you know, in April and because of the coronavirus, it had to be cancelled. Um, so unfortunately, the whole pageant that she invited to be me to be a judge on um, was cancelled and is going to be rescheduled at some point later in the year. Um, but that would never have come about if I hadn't started in the net networking. And these are the opportunities that are now coming up that I'm so grateful for. But if I hadn't to put myself out there, I wouldn't have met those people. Um, for me, it's been absolutely fantastic. It really has. So I think there's quite a few points that I've picked up on there. I mean, firstly, thank you for your kind words. I'm very grateful to that. But, you know, I was just being a friend and just offering out um, sort of someone to for you to, to listen, you know, so if you, need, you needed people to listen to what you had to say, not necessarily point you in any direction particularly, just be, you know, be heard. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally... Uh, have supported you throughout your your sort of growth over the last few years but also the the tough times yeah. too and i think no, absolutely and i'm truly grateful for that and oh, you're welcome. you know it's when you go through difficult times 
you realize who your true friends are and the people who are there for you to help you through those difficult times. Um, and they are the people that, you know, mean a lot to you. Um, and you realize that. So I am truly grateful to you. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's, um, it's what friends do. So, but I think that you're sort of talking about your vulnerability and sharing that with everybody today and, and making people realize that even though you have this, this confident exterior that actually that, you know, nobody should feel alone, that you should reach out and ask for help. And, and you did. And then because of that, opportunities have come your way and you've realized that your health is actually your true wealth more, more so than anything. And treating that first has, has really led you into becoming much more of a of a, of a relaxed and confident person in, internally, not from an external position no absolutely I mean uh, definitely I will agree with that everything you say that actually internally I am way more confident now than I I have ever been and obviously that persona that I had is actually true now and I actually feel it you know I feel very different in myself internally than like say I have done for the last 51 years which is for me is a revelation actually. And I hope to continue like this for my remaining years on this earth. Uh, absolutely. And, and, you know, I don't know anybody who looks as, uh, as stunning as you do at your age. <laughs> Thank so you. I need to have your secrets, please. But going back to something you mentioned earlier about your children and encouraging them to do what they wanted to do. It, it's interesting because, you know, they, they've always been quite sort of focused and driven and, and they, they had the expectations of what they thought you wanted them to be. But you hadn't really had those conversations with them directly until year nine. That's right, yes. Um, when he was 13, 14, he's now 21. Um, but when he was about 13, 14, um, I, I actually said to him, he was very much into sports at the time, and we were at a parents' evening, and I said to him, I said, you don't know what you want to do, do you? And he, his reply was, well, I do, but I don't think you and Dad would be very happy about what I want to do. So I turned around to him and I said, well, okay, let me tell you what I think you want to do then. And I said, is it something related to sports or sports science degree or something like that? And he was shocked. He, the look on his face was like, oh, how do you know? I said, well, I know you very well. And he goes, I didn't think you and dad would be happy if I said I wanted to do that. And I, I just said to him, why? I said, you can do whatever you want to, whatever you're happy, as long as you know where that will lead to you and what you want in life. We are not going to tell you what you have to do. Just because we were kind of pushed into what we've done, both myself and my husband, because he's from an Indian background as well, you know, we were kind of pushed into the medical kind of dental route. That doesn't mean that's what we want for our children. And in fact, it's the complete opposite for me. I would prefer my children to do what they want to do rather than us telling them what they should be doing. So he is, he's doing a sports science degree. That's what he wants to do. And his passion is rugby. He wants to be a rugby coach. And that's exactly what he's, he's doing now. You know, he's pursuing that career that he's always wanted. And we absolutely encourage him as well. We, we really do encourage him to do that. Um, so hopefully he'll be happy in what he does. That's fantastic. That's a great story. And I think that 
just having those conversations with your kids and and realizing that they they have these expectations that they they have and they about you and what they think you want for them and then having that conversation with them and and making and sort of helping them realize that this is their life this isn't your life you're not living it through them or you know they don't need to to meet these expectations they need to really understand what their why is and and i think having seen you discover what your why has been over the last few years has has been great from my perspective but more so from your perspective but also from the children because they've got this role model who who has gone gone beyond gone through some really tough times but have spent a lot of time working out what it is that you then really want to do and and that is never too late no absolutely i mean that's the one thing i would say to people it's never ever too late and if nothing else, that's what I've shown. Uh, and my children do see that, you know, they see how, you know, I've turned things around um, and how, you know, I am truly going out for what I want to do. And I really do encourage them. You know, I've got a 16-year-old daughter, daughter who's always wanted to be a singer-songwriter, you know. And she's always said to us, you know, I don't want to go to university. And we've said to her, you know, we've encouraged her, fully encouraged, you know, said to her, fine, if you don't want to go to university, if this is what you want to do, go ahead, you know, go for it. But you have to put your 100% commitment into what you want to do. And that's the only thing we say to our children is, so long as we see you put 100% into what you want to do, we will fully back you all the way. I think that's a great message. So what would you say now, you, you spent the last two years really working on your, fo- and focusing on your why. What, what is it that you're actually doing and why are you doing it now? What am I actually doing? I'm actually enjoying life, actually. That's what I'm actually doing. I've gone a bit crazy in this lockdown that we had um, with the coronavirus. And I think I've done things I probably wouldn't have done before now, actually. Maybe a few years ago, I would have been too shy to do some things, but I've become more of an extrovert, I think, as a result of finding my why. And I am just actually, I have to say, just enjoying life. And that's what it's about to me now. Uh, and I think that's really important that you, you're sharing that and that you are living that. You know, it's it's one thing to sort of say, okay, this is my why, but are you actually living your why and, and what you're doing and spending the time really focusing on helping other people being confident in, in not just the aesthetics, but also in the mental health. You're doing a lot of work there as well. Absolutely. Um, I'm very passionate about helping with um, mental well-being, particularly in young people. Having been through, um, seeing what we went through with my son, um, you know, and the lack of support he had, which actually led to his downfall, I would say really, you know, when he ended up suicidal was because of the lack of support he was getting um, from authorities where he should have really been supported a lot better. It um, really gave me a drive. Um, And again, you know, I'm very much an open person who will talk about problems we have openly because I do actually feel that we should talk. We should talk about these problems because if we talk about them, then we can help other people through difficult situations. We shouldn't feel like we're on our own. 
different, which is exactly how I felt when we were going through this period. And that's why it's made me more passionate to talk about it openly and to put systems out there to encourage people and to raise funds to help people, particularly young people, because I think there's more and more young people having mental health issues for, you know, various reasons, you know, it's multifactorial. There's no one reason why this is happening in society. Um, but, I, you know, I'm quite passionate about putting systems in place to help. I'm also involved in a group um, we're just about to launch called the Evolved Generation Group. And that's about creating a community of parents, educationalists and mental health workers to put systems in place to support young people with their mental fitness and resilience so that going forward in time, you know, we can put systems in place for young people to help them with their mental well-being uh, because I think it's really, really going to be needed. Um, this is to support schools as well, schools, universities, colleges. You know, if we can get a support network around them, then we can help young people. Um, so, yes, I have done some fundraising for Young Minds as well. Uh, and as I say, I am quite passionate about mental well-being. And do you think that you would be as passionate and, and have as much um, sort of empathy for this topic if you hadn't experienced it yourself? Um, possibly not. Um, for me, the passion has been there a lot longer than what my son went through because I, my mum was schizophrenic. So I grew up from being a very young child with mental health, mental illness in the family with my mum. So obviously that's left, that ha that left a big impact, um, on me and, when my son went through the difficult period he went through, it really resonated and I actually really appreciated and realised that how much support we need to put in place. Because I think, obviously, that support network wasn't there for when I was growing up. You know, we didn't have anybody supporting us when my mum was ill as children. And I, I really feel that, you know, I needed it you know we needed it as a family and it wasn't there you know you didn't talk about it in those days you know whereas now that's possibly why I'm so open about it as well actually I feel we should be you know we should be able to talk about it um, and that's why I encourage my kids to talk about it you know my son has spoken about it when he came through his difficult time he actually himself asked his school whether he if he could talk to the other sixth formers about getting through difficult periods and how you can get through it. And I was so proud of him because he did that off his own back, you know, and he's not somebody who talks a lot at all. So for him to stand up in front of the whole sick form at his school, you know, where he'd gone through those difficult periods, to stand up and talk about it must have been huge. But, you know, and I was so, so proud, so proud of him. And what's happened as a result of the whole family talking about the mental health? What, what sort of outcomes have you had from others? Well, basically, we, we encourage other people to talk about it. I mean, I've had other parents come to me for advice. I also mentor other young people who can't go to their parents and find it difficult to talk to other people. You know, they know that they can talk to an adult who's been through and might be able to encourage them. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, it, for me, this is about giving back, and uh, you know, I'm I, I. That's what I love doing. I, I love you know possibly because of my job as well you know I'm a people person who I've always been in a profession where we care for people you know so that is part of my nature anyway to look after people and this again mental well-being has always been one of my passions so I do like to you know support people in with respect to helping them with their mental well-being as well. So what would your advice be to anybody who who's, doesn't know what their why is and, and how would they go about looking or finding it? Oh, that's a very good question, actually. How would they go about looking for it? Um, for me, it was obviously my why came about when I went through a very difficult time in my life. I mean, that, that doesn't necessarily mean everybody's got to go through a difficult time to realise their why. Maybe if you're you're at a crossroads, you might want to think about your why, you know, which way you want to go. Um, so it's about sitting down and actually, I don't know, internalizing and visualizing. Maybe visualizing what you want for yourself rather than what everybody else expects of you. I think that's for me. That's what it would be. I think that's a great tip and I think it is it, it doesn't have to be at a particular point in life where you realize that um, things need to change dramatically as you say no. it could be over a period of time that you've got the, a goal that you want to work towards or or just a, sort of a pivot it, it really does depend I think that when you understand what your purpose is and, and you have a plan to to focus on that it can be so powerful and especially when that driver affects other people because then you start impacting other people's lives and everyone has a different why and it can be a very personal one it can be a very altruistic one it's all depending on what is right for you and I think that's the one thing that you know we've got lots of stories on this podcast from people from all walks of life no one is right or wrong it's that's the beauty of of everybody mm. focusing on their own why their own raison d'etre it's all about them and what impact they want to have on this lifetime and potentially in lifetimes to come but it, being true to yourself and believing in yourself which is the message that you started off is so important absolutely i absolutely agree with that and what you're saying is you know you have to find your own why and like i said you know you don't have to come to you know a very low point to do that you know you can do it at any point but i think it is that's what people should take away from this is that you have to do it for yourself not for anybody else uh, because ultimately it's it is about believing in yourself you know and even when people say oh but i do believe in myself do you do you truly believe in yourself and do what you actually want or is it are you doing what other people expect you to do thank you so much for coming on on the podcast today Zahida and sharing your journey I think that there'll be lots of people out there who will resonate with elements of what you've experienced and the sort of initial anger and resentment of being sacked for something that you were working incredibly hard on has actually probably been the the turning point if you look back on it I know it was really hard at the time but do you think that was actually one of those moments that has served you best oh absolutely and that's exactly what I always say every cloud has a silver lining and you just have to wait sometimes you might not see it at the time 
but it's there. And that's what I also say to my kids. It is there. And you just need to just wait and be patient. It will come. And I think that's so true. There's a the great Sufi tale of good thing, bad thing, who knows? And if you apply that philosophy to any kind of event mm-hmm. that happens at the time and not form a, a too strong emotion to it, then, you know, things will, will pan out. You know, with the coronavirus, you know, it is a difficult time, but who knows what will come of it in the long run? You know, it, it could be that this has been the making of so many new things for our world and lots of good things will come out of it and but we just don't know what those are right now no absolutely but there will there will be lots of positives i i firmly believe that Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star iTunes review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and become a member of the inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.